listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've entered back into the studio for episode 273. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, man, what you get into this week? Uh, I did a rewatch of um, uh, Constantine. That was that was pretty fun. Nice, nice. And uh, actually, it, it holds up pretty well. It's more or less still as, as I remembered it. I also saw... Um, uh, for the first time, I saw John Carpenter's Vampires that was on Netflix. Oh, that was nice. pretty cool. That's a good movie. That was that was a. Uh, <laughs> I fucking love the the extraness of eighty of older movies. Man. That shit is lit, dude. Go back ten years, man. Go back twenty years. Yeah, it, it gets pretty wild. How old is that one? Uh, I do not know. That one's like no two thousand. I want to say early two thousand tens. Nah, bro. Way before that. That's a late. 80s early 90s movies at oh best. okay no i'm thinking of a different one i'm thinking of a different vampires that's on netflix okay uh let's see oh here. that's the okay so you're talking about the actual uh theatrical one that was uh re-released on netflix i don't believe so i mean I, it's the john carpenter vampires movie okay yeah that john- came out in 2000 vampires hold on let me see i'm trying to find the right one John Carpenter's presents Vampires. Okay, that was a Netflix uh, production. Two thousand two. Nah, it's an old two thousand movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a movie from two thousand two that they just put back on there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Fun. Yeah. That ain't it, because none, none of these people were in it. What the fuck? Why does this... That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of movies with that name that I'm pretty sure that I'm confusing right now. Right. But I'm pretty sure there's only one John Carpenter's Vampires, though. Yeah. From 1998. Okay, that's yeah. That one was definitely a theatrical out. release originally, for sure. Um... Yeah, dude. What was the storyline of that one? Um, James Woods plays this uh, leader of a group of vampire hunters. And in the opening of the movie, they go to take down this vampire lord. And it didn't go as planned. Like, they got all the the lower-level vampires in there, but they couldn't find the master. And then later on in the night, Master shows up and wrecks everybody except for Daniel Baldwin, the third unknown Baldwin brother. And... um, (laughs) He, uh, they, then, uh, 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 Jack Crow is the name of the, the main character's name. He goes on pretty much like a vendetta against this vampire and you find out like what's so special about him. He's the original vampire ever made from like ages ago. Some shit gone. Catholic Church fucking up some shit. Accidentally created a vampire. My bad. Sounds about right. And then, um, so basically he's trying to, the vampire is trying to, as they do, complete a, a, a ritual that's going to make him be able to walk in the daylight. And, you know, later on in the end, uh, uh, 20-year-old spoiler alert, but um, the church was involved. The cardinal. The whole time. The cardinal that sent him the on whole the mission. Time. <laughs> the whole time was in league with the thing because he was like, you know, when you get old, you're about to die. And immortality sounds kind of sweet. Yeah. And I was like, bruh, you think you'd rather be a vampire slave forever than just fucking finish your life bro bro all right whatever i, I guess yeah cravenness but that's it was actually pretty fun like one thing that i that I really liked about that movie they had this really cool way of disposing of vampires they'd harpoon them bitches and just pull them out into the sun yeah and i was like <laughs> i can't believe i've never seen that anywhere else that's pretty fucking clever like 
Why waste all your times in the danger in the house, bro? Just hook it up to a Jeep outside that's on a winch, and you harpoon them, you give a signal, they just reel it in. Got rinse one. and repeat, pretty much. But I mean, it was pretty cool, man. Classic John Carpenter shit. It, it, it was, it, despite its its uh, late 90s-ness, which is very, very noticeable in the movie, it was still pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. That's what's up, man. I, I was watching something um, with the release of Prey. This has been a lot of people. Uh, yeah, and I just re- saw that, too. Oh, man, I haven't seen Prey yet, but I do want to watch it. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I heard it was really good. But, um, yeah, dude, like, uh, I was watching um some stuff on the older Predators, and, boy, did those movies, oh, they, they they suffered from the times, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. But There's they were great like, at the moment. There was only, like, two good Predator movies, man. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of them are cash grabs. Bro, in Predator 2, when they were, like, when they had the Jamaican gang and they were the ones who were supposed to be cutting people up, I was like, nah, B, nah. <laughs> Ain't no Jamaican gonna bur- burst open your chest like that, bro. Is that um? <laughs> is that the Danny Glover yep. one? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that movie was was very over the top. Very talk about the misogyny, man. They treated women terribly. Like I'm, like I'm telling you, that's where part of part of what I'm talking about when I said the the late '90s nest of vampires, like Bro. the way they treat the main chick in that movie, or the main chick, the way they treat the main uh, 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 female she, lead. She's sort of like she's definitely not a lead. Oh, okay, my bad. She's, a, she's like a supporting. She's like the lead supporting actress, right? She she gets bitten by the vampire on the first night, and they use her as a telepathic link so that they can track the vampire. Uh, and fuck yeah, because plans. they can control their thralls. Got it. But, the way they treat her, woo yeah. shit, bro. She was a tool? <laughs> like, my, my man's, uh, uh, the, the Baldwin brother in this movie was like, he he did not hesitate to slap a bitch. That, that's all bro. I'm saying. He was like Wade Brady, feel me? He bro. did not hesitate. Yeah, man. But, hey, better, I mean, I guess there is progress in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at least cool. it's frowned upon. Yeah, at least oh, now yeah. people are like, uh, it's kind of wild. Dude, bro. even... And and that's not to say tone it down. It, it, it get I think it's gone uh, kind of full swing because there was people because I was also watching some stuff on Metal Gear Solid and they talked about like um, when Snake was beating up um, Meryl because mm-hmm. she was getting controlled by Psycho Mantis and I'm like, but Meryl is a combat trained, you know what I mean? She's a rookie. But you know, Snake. Bro, fuck all that. Him. She's being controlled by a yeah. fucking villain. What the fuck are we talking? I didn't beat Meryl up because yeah. I don't like Meryl, or because she was there. She's literally being controlled by someone. I have no other way to finish the fight. What and I used the non-lethal method of putting her like, down. Like whose man's was that, bro? But yeah, dude, it, it's yeah, it's gone full circle. But uh, yeah, dude, it's better that we don't normalize Meryl. that violence. It was better that we don't because it's very rare that the women are in military uh, military situations in real life. And or mind controlled by fucking, yeah. psych- fucking psychomantis, fucking yeah. terrorists with mind powers. Them old movies, man. I, they're still fun to watch. Fuck it. Yeah, as long as you know better. It is what it is. You know, they're a product of their time, like you said. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what I watched recently? Um, I actually did a, a a full watching of Uncharted. Oh, nice. That was fun too, dude. It I enjoyed incredible. it. It was very competent. The stunts were movie. fun. Yeah, yeah, the stunts were super fun in that movie. Yeah, and I and I think it's and I and I mentioned that because as an action movie, they had very empowered women in that. The women in that movie were very combat ready. No joke. <laughs> the, the main what was it? A butter, uh, the the main it? female uh, foil. Uh, I don't remember, but but the um, it's a, what's his face is X, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She was she was crazy, bro. She was a, a really really uh, good villain. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I like everyone's in the movie. She used the um, uh, what the fuck is that man? What, Marty? She used Marky Mark's line. She's like, "Say hi to your brother for me." No. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. She. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, it's uh, very interesting to see uh, uh, to put cinema f- from different eras kind of next to each other because it says a lot about the culture. You know what I mean? Culture yeah. has changed a lot. You know, Joe Braddock was her name. Yeah, Joe Braddock. Yeah. But um, yeah. I like I liked Antonio Banderas in that movie. I just it, I thought I did, he was great. I did like, not see it coming. How he went out, bro. I did bro. not see that coming at all. Dude, I, I thought Antonio Banderas brought such an awesome dramatic role to that movie yeah. for just about no reason. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, he was the red herring. He was like, oh, Antonio Banderas yeah, I, in this movie? You know, oh, he's going to be the villain for sure. Oh, okay. it's going to be great. Well, well actually, 20 minutes in? <laughs> now that you say that, it's, it's not for no reason. Because that dramatic role was the great flourish that it needed mm-hmm. to be to take your eyes off of the real bad guy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that was w- really well done. Like, that's what I'm saying. The movie was well-directed. Like, a lot of quality production went into that movie. Um, the writing was probably the the cheapest thing about it. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like, the writing was 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 lacking. Um, <laughs> Definitely. And, and because the writing was lacking, the character motivations came off kind of thin. But outside of that, it's an action movie. So I like the fight scenes, the, yeah. the set pieces, the... Uh, the whole, the, the whole using the, puzzles. the what's that solving of the puzzles, the, the puzzles. Oh man, Tom Holland did a great job of just kind of being the 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 know it all uh, uh, adventurer who kind of like is piecing things together. He played that role really well. Um, yeah, dude, a lot of things I liked about that movie. Give it a solid eight, yeah. solid eight. Very much, much worth a watch. You know what I mean? Um, don't expect too much outside of of what you came for. What's on the box? You know what I mean? Everything is right there on the box with this one, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, dude. It also helps if you've never played the Uncharted games. Yeah. No, well, no, nothing to really compare it to, you know what I mean? Um, no yes. Expe- no expectations to betray. The Uncharted games are a lot more adventurous, I would say. There's a lot, you know, more, more um, like, fantastical combat-oriented um, than the movie was. But they did use inspirations from the games in some of their set pieces. Because, like, the... Uh, the the plane scene that he that it opens with mm-hmm. that's directly out of the games mm-hmm. um which is i thought that, that was a nice little homage and then you know the uh the callback to it later on in the movie yeah yeah that's that what i'm saying like super sad. well done that was that direction. was my favorite that 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 was that, that was yeah that's the one that i was that's that that stunt was the one the one that i was most looking forward to see since like um since the trailer for hobbs and shaw when I saw yeah. um, uh, <clears throat> Idris Elba running down that building, I was like, I got to go see that movie. That looks fucking dope. Yeah. Same thing. When they were falling out of the car, I was like, I got to know how they you know land what? this shit. That's how they got me to watch Rogue Nation was, was t- uh, Tom Cruise running on the side of a building. I was like, I don't really? know why I that's so dope. That shit, bro. That's a dope I got to know how you got in that situation <laughs> yes. and how you plan to get out. Because you mad high up, yo. Yeah. Definitely yeah. like the... Stunts are my favorite parts of action movies. Oh yeah, man. absolutely. Like when they were coming out, when they were falling out of plane, I was like, I had, I was glued to that <laughs> scene. Me. Like, how are they gonna, how are they gonna survive the fall? You that know alone I mean? made me want to see it from the trailers. I, when, because the trailers, they, that was a huge set piece that they 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 kept teasing, and I was like, mm-hmm. bro, how how do you land that, bro? You ain't got no parachute, like. But it was cool. It was yeah. cool. It was well done. Definitely enjoyed that one. But um, yeah, that's all I really got into. Um, wasn't too much else going on. But yeah, dude, looking forward to that. Um, what else is coming out? Um, we have uh, some some MCU movies coming out in November, right? Uh, I think the only other MCU movie out this year is Black Panther, right? Yeah, How many have been out so far? I believe that's November. Yeah, let me see. Uh, let's just see. 
Um, but yeah, and then then TV wise, we have Andor. We're still waiting on, and then She Hulk. She Hulk is gonna be dope. I'm very um excited to yeah, see that. She Hulk comes out soon. She Hulk is on the 17th, and um, yeah, Black Panther is in November, bro. Why is this? Oh, there we go. Black Panther Forever, November 11th. Yeah. Uh, she Hulk, August 17th. And that's it for Marvel. Oh, for August this 17th. Year. I thought it was August 23rd. So that's even sooner than I thought. Yeah, it's his 17th. And I Am Groot came out on the 10th. Yeah, Kendrick's been watching that. that. That's cute. Definitely, like, it's, it's. Don't go out of your way to watch it, but it's entertaining, you know, if you, if you can deal with the, with the childish nature of it. But yeah. Um,. Well, yeah, we'll see what else is going on. I still haven't seen Thor um, Love and Thunder, which... Yeah, that'll be out on the 27th. Yeah, oh, okay, that's going to be out on the 27th um, on Disney+. Plus. But, man, Disney+, Plus is looking to jack their prices up, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that, man. Might have to find some alternative methods. But, um, yeah, that's going to be good. But, uh, yeah, TV-wise, I don't... Uh, I'm, they did um, approve th- of Sandman Season 2 coming up. Nice. And also, uh, Season 3 of... Uh, uh, Dota is coming out soon. I'm looking forward to that. I still haven't. I still haven't had time to go watch that. Dragon Blood. Yeah, that the, yeah. Dragon Blood. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Shit. August 11th. That shit's already out. What am I talking about? I gotta oh, go shit. catch catch up on that. That's nice. Good. It's gangster. Yeah, lo- <laughs> love when I look at something like, oh, it's already out. It's yeah. going down. So that's what's up. But yeah, man, there's been tons of shit going on. So let's go ahead and jump on into some of the news. Oh man, <sighs> Square Enix, man. As more and more information comes out uh, from their rollout after their um, earnings, um, their earnings meeting that the most recently passed, it's uh, it's not looking good, man. It's uh, Square is looking to sell more of their properties. They said that um, after the sale of Eidos and and those other studios, that they were very happy with what they were able to achieve with that, and they want to slim down more. They look like they're getting rid of everything Western that they're doing. They're not interested in, in doing any Western-style games. And moreover, they they have doubled down on their NFT plans and pretty much looks like they're going to go the route of how Konami went, except they're going to have Final Fantasy XIV in tow, that they will probably... They probably just stay hands-off and let Yoshi P handle that since he knows what he's doing with it. And, you know kind of change their business model away from original um, game development, which is it's kind of disappointing. It's disappointing. But um, we'll see. I mean, who knows what that actually means for what they, uh, for their uh, their big titles that they, that they own um, in-house. Hopefully, you know, because they have like Dragon Quest. They have a, a number of, of, of big titles. The Final Fantasy. Um, We'll see. We'll see what um if, uh they do with those properties, but yeah, it looks like they're getting away from mostly the uh, the the kind of games that they are historically known for making, to say the least. But you know, I guess you know er- everything has to grow. You everything know? grows. It's destined to change. So and I think that I think Cole that I, I think that they see the writing on the wall that indie game development is probably going to be the wave of the future. As more and more studios get the technological um, accoutrements that they need to be able to develop those kind of things and close the gap with the big um, development studios, that's really what the um, 
with the uh the big uh gap between you know a triple a development studio and an indie development studio it's the hardware that they have access to because they all have access to the same publishers you see what i'm saying any publisher can pick up any of those games from the development studio and then take it to whatever level they think they can they can promote it to but the games themselves the substance of the games they there's a gulf of difference when it comes to the resources they have available and just the manpower available and as that gap closes in the future it's going to be less and less viable especially with the the committee model that japanese game de- um developers use to to um to develop games and ips in general and brands it's probably not going to it's not going to be useful and so i don't think that square moving out of the industry as a major first party game developer is the worst thing because it's not like there aren't game developers in the world. You know what I mean? It's not like the indie developers aren't getting more and more resources. Like, if that was stagnant, then it would really suck. You know what I mean? Like, in the 80s, there wasn't the proliferation to have, you know, the kind of hope for the industry that we can today, where indie indie game um, studios are putting out bangers. And then you look at some of these games that are just uh, made by a single person. Some of these games that are, like, single-person studios are out of control. They're absolutely really well done for the manpower put into them. And so they can scale up, you know? And so, yeah, I, I think that, you know, as much as I love Final Fantasy and I would love to see Square, Shepard, that, that whole brand the way they had been in the past, it's not them, you know? It's not them. It's not going to be profitable for them. And so there's no reason to to hope for them to do something that they're not interested in pursuing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Square's also an OG in the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't pressure old people for too much. When they're ready they to did... relax, you got to let them, you know, you got to let it give them the time. They, they've earned it. <clears throat> yeah, and exactly. Like, it doesn't irre- make irrelevant everything they did just because they don't want to keep doing that. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I think that them choosing the best financial path forward for them in this respect, I mean, it sucks that it's NFTs. I would have loved to patronize whatever they chose to do in the future. You know what I mean? But that is what it is. I'm not going to begrudge them because now they produce a product that I don't particularly want. You know what I mean? I, it sucks because I don't think that it's a product that they're going to particularly be successful with selling in general. But they'll learn. It's their money, you know? That's that's on them. Exactly. You know? I, I, I learn to waste money, man. I guess it's up to you. Yeah, you know? And 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 it's not like they don't have an infinite money pit that they to, to draw from in Final Fantasy XIV. I mean, I mean, I... I, 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 I they better leave that shit the fuck alone. Well, yeah, no, no, no. I don't think that they're ever going to take administrative control oh, of it, but I think that the proceeds that come from Final Fantasy XIV, they'll I never go I understand what you meant, but yeah. that's, I, I also still agree that they should yeah. leave it alone. Feel me? Yeah. If you're making profits for this game, it gets really dangerous when you start siphoning out profits from the one person, one place making it's, it's, money. Yeah, it's literally the problem with the whole else. industry. Yeah, the so, whole Japanese committee model, that's the problem. So is that you, like, you're taking from one productive... Alone. Yeah, you're taking from a productive sector to support non-productive sectors. No business runs well that way. You know what I mean? That's just not a thing. And so, but as we said, they'll find the best way forward for them. And hopefully they choose to to produce something that, you know, one day I'll be like, yo, I'm with it. Because we still have the finishing of the Final Fantasy remake uh, trilogy that's supposed to come out. Which, um, from what I understand and hearing, um, hearing how the devs... Uh, behind the game talk about it 
it really feels like Final Fantasy VII Remake was meant to be Final Fantasy II. It's not a remake of Final Fantasy VII. It's, a, it's Final Fantasy VII II. It's like Aerith is trying to remake Final Fantasy VII as a, you know, as a retrospective. You know what I mean? But n- not in, a, in, a, in the way that they're the same, same scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, dude, uh, I'm looking forward to see where they go um, with, I think the next one is Final Fantasy Reunion. Final uh-huh. Fantasy Seven Reunion. I'm not sure. I, with Square, I just wait till like three months before they drop a game because you yeah. know Square's be like, oh yeah, we got this game coming. It's, it's X Y Z, and then two, three, burn. four years later, <laughs> bro, when it's coming out next month, I'll I'll, I'll pay attention to it. Square, you feel me? And if it's a game that I'm interested in playing, yeah, Sixteen's looking dope though, bro. Yeah, Sixteen's looking real good. When and that's it gets actually here, not too far. it'll be cool. I I think that's a year out. If I remember correctly, I don't remember a hundred percent, but I think that's on a much closer um uh, timetable than Final Fantasy VII Remake Two. I've heard that whatever before. that's going to be. Yeah, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Feel me? I've was heard that ten that years. Before. That was a decade, bro. <laughs> It'll be out in a year. And then, and then when we drop it, it's going to be incomplete. You feel me? And yeah, bro. exactly. Then when we drop it, we're going to have to drop fucking uh, like a year worth of of additional content. Man, and but. From what I heard, the Royal Edition, it, once you add all of that stuff in, boy, does it actually round out the experience. Yeah, it was really dope. I, I actually rebought it a while back and, and replayed 15 on, on Steam. She was good. Nice. So how did you um, play the episodes? Did you play the episodes after you got the party members back each time? Because uh, you know how no. like, Prompto went off and then when yeah. you got back? No, nah, I did them separately. Like after I completed the game, I did oh, okay. the side quests. Well, that's how they so. were meant to be played. That's how the developers meant them to be played. But um, since, you know, the Royal Edition packaged them all together, you can actually kind of slot them into the storyline. But um, yeah, I guess that's... If you're going back to that, then you've already, you already know what's going on. Yeah. They already but, experienced yeah. their wants. Yeah, that's what's up. Moving on from that... Uh, this was interesting. HBO Max is moving to cancel all of their scripted shows. <laughs> God damn. Yo, word of discovery, bro. They just dude. They just can't settle for nothing. Dude, they are now James <laughs> Gunn did say that going on in that fucking office. James Gunn did say that Peacemaker season two is safe. Safe. That's cool. Which is all that mattered to me, honestly. Um ever since I found out they weren't doing any like any more of that in that Watchmen universe. I was like, all right, there's not too much HBO Max original shit that I'm, like, married to that I'm like, oh, I really want to see more of that. So what are they going to do? Like, Oh, fucking... man, but you know what I do? will lose out on is the remainder of Raised by Wolves. No, that was a really fucking cool story, man. I was very much interested in finding out what where they were going with that, man. I'm very disappointed about that one, actually. So let me not just say it was um, Peacemaker, but Raised by Wolves is the only other one that I was really like, man... So what's their alternative? Get bought by another um, another production company. Yeah, but what are they going to do? I mean, are they going to switch to reality TV? Are they going to do documentaries? Oh, they're just going to film. They're going to buy stuff. Yeah, they're going. They're just not going to make their own stuff. Oh, so they're going to they're going to be like Netflix. Yes, they're going to go straight streaming. They're not going to be a production house. They're they're only going to buy licenses. Okay, which is what I thought they were in the beginning. Honestly, I didn't realize that the HBO Max originals were actually made in house at HBO Max. I just thought they were HBO properties that they couldn't release in their main like they they were done but they couldn't find a slot for them and so they were like fuck it you know give them a streaming release on hbo max 
and then let it start catching on. I thought that that's what their business model was, but evidently they were <laughs> they was plunking down money on making some OG shit. But um, yeah, they no more of that because and that's what I didn't think that would be a profitable model. Case in point, they they don't think it's a profitable model either. Um, but yeah, everyone wants to have their hand in everything, and it's like nobody wants to chill in their lane and just be good at their lane. It's like, yo, HBO Max, just make your app better. You know what I mean? Just make your app better, bro. You guys have so many properties, so many properties, that if you just had a feasible streaming app to deliver them, you could do a great job of it. But no. You know what I mean? They wanted to actually make some shit. It's like, ah. Oh. But isn't it, and it still doesn't make sense, because they were making the same kind of stuff as HBO. Mm-hmm. How is what HBO Max doing same different than too. HBO? It seems too redundant to be an effective business model, and it seems to have borne out that way as well. But I am glad to see that Peacemaker got saved, and I'm really hoping that Raised by Wolves gets picked up by somebody because that's such a unique story, man. I mean, I don't know if the story itself is unique because it is based off of religious religious stories from the past, but the exposition of it and the vision of the future, I feel, I believe, is very unique. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, uh, hoping, and, hoping and praying for them. But, uh, yeah, moving on from that, looks like uh, the Breakfast Club has been having a bit of a shakeup. I think Angela Yee has announced that she's moving on. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good run for her. It was, and honestly, I I, I didn't. I personally had my own issues with the 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 content of that show, but I thought that Angela Yee was the best personality on that show in terms of professionalness, in terms of the content that she produced, in terms of her ability to interview people. Like Angela Yee, I thought was the star of that show, low key. And um, yeah, to see her leave from there, I don't know, man. That. But then again, you know, the Breakfast Club is a machine, you know? I can very much see somebody replacing her. Um, like somebody like a Nadeska um taking that spot. Yeah. I but mean, um <clears throat> it shouldn't be, be any reason why. I mean, those other two guys are professional, right? All you gotta do is yeah. just find someone that has good chemistry Absolutely. with them and they'll be fine. One hundred well, that I I would never doubt the professionalness of those two men. You know what I mean? Whatever qualms I have with them is absolutely not to do with their ability to to be professional in their in their industry. Not at all. They're very they're very good um, at what they do for sure. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I thought that that was rough, man. But she's man prolific. Let me tell you, prolific in that space, man. Big ups to Angela Yee, bro. She she definitely set a great example, not just for other women in the podcast space, but for podcasters in general. How to not just use your podcast as a uh, as a, a platform to get your feelings and thoughts out, but to build yourself as a brand. Like Angela Yee sells so many things through her podcast. You know what I mean? Cosmetic products, her juice line, so many. I think she got coffee on it now. Like that's what I'm saying. Like as a as an example for podcasters, um, she was just exemplary. And so to see her moving on from the Breakfast Club. Um, I think is going to be bigger and better things for her. I'm sure she'll um, keep her podcast, her personal podcast that she does. Um, but yeah, dude, I thought that was going to be interesting. And I don't know how much if they if they cannot fill her seat with somebody who is you know as entertaining and and uh, as her in that spot, they're going to have a hard time carrying that show with just those two guys. 
I think, because Charlemagne by himself has never been an entertaining personality. And DJ Envy is a DJ. He is a he's a cornball in real life. And you don't want to you, you don't want to sit down and hear his thoughts on everything. It's not going to be entertaining at all. And so, yeah, I, I'm pretty much uh, looking forward to see who they get in that seat, because it could definitely uh, do a great deal for that podcast, because without him. Without a third seat, a good third seat, and I hope they fill it with another woman. They need to balance to that because those two do, two dudes heavy on the misogyny, heavy. You know what I mean? So it, it'll be interesting to see where Breakfast Club goes moving forward. But yeah, I saw that uh, going across the feed. What else been going on? Oh, Royce! I think Royce was on the Breakfast Club, and you know, it, it's crazy when you hear someone say, "I'm not hurt." But they keep talking about the same thing <laughs> over and over for months, months. You know what I mean? And and this is the thing is that outside of Joe, nobody else in Slaughterhouse speaks ill of each other. So at least not in public, I should say. So whatever Royce is going through with Crook is, is a personal thing between them. So I don't understand why he keeps going on in public saying, I'm not hurt. I don't know what's up with Crook. I'm not hurt. I don't know what's up with Crook. Crook ain't saying nothing. Crook is just doing his thing, promoting his album, but he's clearly hurt by by the the implication that Crook and Joel made when they put out the album The Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse. You know? And it's like Bro, y'all men need to sit down behind the scenes and fix this, bro, because I hate to see people who were never friends but good business associates. You could tell these were never friends. Joe and Royce are friends. But the rest of these men were here for business, and they were all doing good business. And it's a shame to see it fall apart because of that, because because of the one friendship that was in the in, in the group. You know what I mean? Because they all respect each other greatly obviously there's obviously a great deal of respect in there because they could be out here pulling irv Gotti's calling each other out outside of each other's names in interviews by the way irv Gotti is the lamest nigga ever bro talk about a whack nigga with money <laughs> bro how do you go on fucking drink champs and call ashanti out her name over a relationship that nobody even knew you had with her bro I don't know. He's hurt. <laughs> Talk about hurt. Talk about hurt. This nigga's talking about a 20-year-old relationship. Hey, man. Talk about hurt. Ray J made an entire song called I Hit It First, bro. Like, bro. after she was married with kids. Sometimes bro. people be hurt. And when they have a lot of money, we find out about it. Bro, people be hurt, bro, all the way. And it's just like, why can't people... And and and, and I, I shouldn't... I'm not going to pose this question because it's rhetorical. And we all know the answer to it. We need to to really get away from this cultural norm of just ghosting our problems and just learn to deal with some of them because all it is all of this tension between grown people who do who for all I know do business together and make money together you know what i mean like how is it that that the emotions do so much and it's the emotions of shit that it's like, yo, my nigga, your relationship is 20 years in the past, my dude. Those emotions, holy shit, you got to confront them and deal with them, bro. You're still ruminating on that shit? You know what I mean? Like, 
Royce is over here mad about 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 crooking them when y'all could have been talked about this. There's no reason for you to be talking to Charlemagne about this. You know what I mean? It's just it's sad. You know, like I thought I just expected from people who make so much money to have a little bit better ability to to circumvent their own personal qualms to deal with people on a reasonable level. You know, but. That's a lot of that's a that's expecting a lot of every of anyone. Feel me? That is an exception to the rule, bro. It is. <laughs> you feel me? Like I don't know. Like I feel like more people are more inclined to be emotional than not. You feel me? And if absolutely, you, if you and that's a human thing. I don't think. And that's if a you're fault. not raised to, or if you if you're not raised to deal with your emotions that way, and you didn't grow up after you hit mm-hmm. an adult and found a point at which you felt uh-huh. like you need to do that, you, mm-hmm. that's never going to be your way of handling problems. And I like, agree with you 100%. It, it's a practice thing. You can't just, you're not just going to wake up one day and then deal with your problems correctly. You got to work on it one day at a time, and then eventually, when you're in that situation, that's the first instinct because you've done it so many times. Mm-hmm. And, but because he's reacted so many times in his past, the previous, I'm assuming anyway, like this, this is his response to to issues. Only like reacted that. and never addressed it. You know what I mean. He only mm-hmm. reacted to its presence and never sat down and really dealt with it. And you know, honestly, I, if Ashanti left Irv when he was under federal investigation, I don't listen. That is a very heavy thing to deal with somebody through. Also, she and can for her to be able to step away, she wants to. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> how are we gonna? How are we gonna <laughs> fault her for taking for stepping away from a relationship from a nigga who is under federal investigation? That that's that is a very heavy burden to deal with. And she's a young woman in a career. Yo, she had shit on her plate. She ain't have time to deal with you, nigga. You a grown man, and you still all the way hurt twenty years later. Anyway, sorry. That shit is just it. It, it sucks because people will try to, and you know. Nori's on the show and Nori's whole thing is we here to give love and respect and it's like how do you give love and respect to a nigga who's out here acting like this you know what I mean but you know that's and that's why Nori's a whole nother type of nigga you know what I mean Nori you know it's funny because I feel like Nori is a healed nigga he's a really healed nigga he's been through a lot of shit but he's been through so much healing and in later part of his life because hurt people hurt people you know what I mean but Nori in that position was able to very graciously carry the interview, and not just professionally, graciously. Because it, there's nothing unprofessional about confronting the person you're interviewing about the things that they're saying, especially if they're repugnant to the general society at hand. You know what I mean? But he still was able to handle that man, you know what I mean, with, with a grace that... Nori is a, is a healed nigga, you know what I mean? And it's funny, because yeah, I, I was having a conversation online with someone about that phrase, hurt people, hurt people. And they're like, I hate that. You know, I've been hurt and I don't go out and try to hurt people. And I'm like, that, I think you're misunderstanding the phrase. <laughs> right. It's not, it's not a set of instructions. Yeah. Sir. It's, it's not that all, it's not that all hurt people will go out to recreate their hurt. It's just that every person who goes out to hurt other people has themselves been hurt at some time. It's a, it's a reciprocation thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a way of understanding the trauma that leads to the cycle of, of hurt, you know? It's not about saying that all hurt people do that. No, that's that's maturity takes you away from that. But not everyone gets there, you know what I mean? And in that interim, life happens. Major life could happen. And so we have to learn to to mitigate that. And so to not permanently stigmatize people who have hurt you, understanding that they are also hurt people can go a long way to getting to the other side of either forgiveness or abstinence from that person or, you know what I mean? But 
not anger. You know what I mean? Because when people hurt you, the very first reaction is very typically anger. And it's like, that's not productive. You know, when people hurt you, your first response, you know, should be maybe to, to defend yourself or remove yourself from the situation. But getting angry might not motivate you to do that. Well, depending on how I'm hurt. Yeah, depending, like, depending. This is not a catch-all. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, sometimes that doesn't even matter. Sometimes when someone reaction. hurts you, it doesn't matter why they did. You just need to get true. away from that person because they've this already demonstrated true. to you that hurting you is within their repertoire. And you j- and that's not, a, you know what I mean? That, like, that's a thing. But like, understanding it can help you preemptively other people circumvent like it yeah. in the future. Exactly. True, true. And so, yeah, all of that being said, bruh. Irv, chill, bro. Royce, let heal the pain, bro. Sit down and talk to Nori some more, yo. See if that nigga could lead you through this, <laughs> because he is the he is the hood nigga's psychotherapist at times, bro. He be getting niggas to really sit down and think about the shit that they say on that drink. He's the hood doctor, Drew, Bruh. But yeah, that shit was funny. Uh, but moving on from that, what else been going on, um, dude? So they kicked down Trump's door, bro. Yeah, that was pretty funny. They didn't kick it out his door. It was a legal raid ex- uh, executed on Mar-a-Lago. Apparently, um, they were looking for nuclear-related shit. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's... Listen, Merrick Garland requested... The, the, the committee requested... The, the actual Library of Congress was like, listen, we know you have the records that we know we're supposed to have. Can you please return them to us? And he stonewalled them. I don't know what he expected them to do. No, they're going to want those records, bro. Like... Listen, they're not going to, I don't doubt they're going to arrest him or do it, but they're going to want the records, bro. <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand what he thinks is going on, but man, to see all the, all the Republicans turn on the FBI all of a sudden is, whew, all, all of the, 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 the law, the, the, the law people, people who, you're just a law abiding citizen. It'll be all right. FBI, they don't, they, if it's, if it's their guy, don't apply it to them. Rules for thee, not for me. Man, and it rhymes bars. But yeah, dude. Man, honestly, I at first, if it wasn't for the fact that there was so much information already about the warrant, um, I would have thought that maybe they were looking for records pertaining to maybe someone else at Mar-a-Lago. Because don't forget, Mar-a-Lago is a is a resort for a lot of extremely wealthy people. And a lot of people around the world flocked to Mar-a-Lago once Trump became president. So there's dignitaries. Trump's not the only one who has dirt at Mar-a-Lago. And so I'm interested to see if anyone else gets swept up in this shit. Because that's usually what happens. They come in, da-da-da-da-da. We're here to get the documents. Everyone is looking at Trump. Trump's the only one over there making a noise about it. But what they're really doing is looking for some shit on other people. That shit happens a lot. That that is that's not a an unfounded uh, technique of law enforcement to to build RICO cases or other kinds of um, criminal investigations. So, I'm interested. I'm interested. Like it, it'll it'll be it'll be good to know uh, once they let the warrant out. Also, why wouldn't Trump let let the warrant out? Like the reason why they haven't publicly released what was on the warrant is because. Law enforcement always gives the person, if you're a celebrity, they give you time to say, hey, do you want to get ahead of this with your PR? And he chose to sit there and say, I plead the fifth, which, by the way, once again, and oh, man, what, 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 what are we going to call it? Fifth, man. 
what are we what are we gonna call it? Like somebody who says something that there is insurmountable video evidence of them lying about. It's we we have like Trump's ability to do that completely ironically. The man is completely un uh, un uh, unself aware of what he's doing. This man is is peak irony because he does he literally says it and has and has no no bearing whatsoever on how it sounds when he literally has quotes of him saying only mobsters plead the fifth yeah i mean trump doesn't give a fuck about the shit that comes out of his mouth he clearly like doesn't. i said trump never keeps track of the shit that comes out of his mouth I mean, me? but he's got the gamote, They're bro. All instant ad libs that that are. He says things that appeals best to the last five seconds like of true. things he just heard. It's so true. That is that is how. That's what Trump speak is. It's he's not only about addressing the last five it, seconds. It's not like he's thinking through some like, well, how am I going to work? Nope, can't do that. He would trip all over himself. He just takes in the last five to twenty five seconds worth of information and he fucking spits out word soup based on it. And see if 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 you're only dealing off of a five second interval interval of memory, then you would have the greatest memory of all time. Feel me facts. And that's how he keeps himself internally consistent, baby. You gotta live in Trump verse, babe. Yo, let me tell you, bro, this shit is, is this man has built a world around him that that the rest of the country has decided, hey, yeah, you know what, we're gonna succumb to that. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh we're gonna go ahead and uh just ratify all the crazy shit he says and 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 see what happens and see if we can still you know carry some form of uh, of credibility into the future no the answer is no I, that this world that this man has built around him is and and my thing is is does it ever go away or does someone else just move in to fill that 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 fictitious uh 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 position that he is he's he's filled he's made you know what i mean does does his son graduate into that position when he dies Nigga, or will we always have man, a trump one of trump's sons are remotely charismatic enough to do what trump does you feel me bro <laughs> you have you heard eric talk bro okay yeah no no not eric definitely not <laughs> eric okay trump jr well trump jr bro don jr don jr man don jr what sounds like don senior did at don jr's age though yeah. Because that man has been in the public eye his Good whole luck to them. life, dog. Good luck to them and anyone that believes anything that comes out Remember of their mouth. Remember when in the 80s when he called up Howard Stern and was like, I'm John Barron? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what is bro, it? you feel me? I'm bro. already looking. I'm already on it, bro. I, I know. Like, these things, I'm already looking up John Barron and his fucking bro. aliases and the goofy ass shit he does. Like, uh, dude. And so, yeah, I, I wonder if that's a grift, permanent man. character in, in American society. I mean, now, I don't really think so because, like, Trump is rather unique in his, like, he's not the only idiot around, but he does it to a degree that transcends most other popular idiots. So I don't really think that it's sort of interchangeable to that degree. Lots of people can try it. I don't believe most people will get as, I will be as, I don't think there are going to be too many other morons that make it to the presidency. You feel me? No. Not as bad as that dude is. Well, like, I, I, let me not say that. Let me not it. say that. Um, there might be more morons, but they will be much more controllable morons. They'll be better performers. Do you feel me? I don't think that they'll ever have um, a wild cannon. Somebody just like so that. completely unhinged that yeah. just absolutely does whatever the fuck they want. Completely uncontrollable. You know, but you see, the thing is, is that 
uncontrollable to a degree, but like he got them their tax cuts. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, he's he a wind up doll that you point in yeah. the direction that you want him to go, and he fucking destroys uh. things in that direction for sure. But it's not like you can be like, all right, stop now, destroy that other thing over there. Yeah, like, no, he's a nope. no, <laughs> no. Oh man, he, he's good for what he's good for. You feel me? Yeah, he's a wrecking ball for sure. And, and he's a hand that signs the, the shit that, mm-hmm. that they said. He's That's a, literally he's the five fingers with some neurons. <laughs> you feel me? To 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 sign the bills. He's the man. hand that signs the papers. But he had too many neurons, bro, because he had just enough neurons to go and do some wild extra shit. Like, bro, bro, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because he's not smart enough to understand that there could be consequences to his actions, and also. He's lived a privileged enough life to dodge most of the consequences to his actions. So yeah, man, it's like it's he's somebody very who's never acknowledged winning the game. Individual, yeah. as far as like everything that he has going for him, my man, like probably sold his soul to a genie or some shit. Like my man <laughs> got a monkey. I'm telling you, dude, that's he not a man. That's a, a monkey, lifeless husk. He his made soul's a monkey been in hell wish for decades to be the most talked about person ever. You feel me? Like that's <laughs> he made a monkey paw wish. That was, it's it's all coming true. But bro, just that's just a lifeless way. husk animated by a demon. His soul's been in hell for how long, bro? Come me. on, <laughs> there's no way any human could be that vile. No, 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 humans no. are pretty shitty. No, humans, no. Get, humans, humans are, are capable of all kinds of action, especially You're in a sterile really? environment humans like the American society. Yo, the, the the affluent American society is such a sterile environment. You were going to get someone like a Trump. Yeah. You also might get someone who's also very wild. It's very much less likely. I think you're much more likely to get a Trump. Than somebody who is enlightened. Pipe with that because that story is sure to unfold over next probably few weeks at least, if not more. But yeah, moving on from that, um, in some, uh, in some other pretty dismal news, Facebook aided uh, a state government in apprehending a teenage girl who had to obtain an abortion. Yeah, I heard about that one. It's wild. Um, I'm heavily considering canceling my Instagram, um, because I just can't. The the pl- a platform that's willing to do that is i think there has to be a, some kind of 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 uh line and that kind of individual targeting of a minor who was partaking in a medical procedure that was very very important in their life that's a bridge too far that Selling data is one thing. I understand that. And I know that I said that this is what was going to happen. But I honestly didn't think it was going to happen this fast. I didn't I didn't think that Facebook was going to be the company to aid law enforcement in an abortion case. Like, I understand when political dissidents get ratted out and all of that stuff. Because the political system is a tool of Facebook, and they need that to to be strong, and so it's important for them to not allow their platform to be used to fundamentally weaken one of their strongest weapons. So, you know, kind of, you know, restricting political dissidents is is part of the game. You know what I mean? It's 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 a it's a tough tough uh, uh, thing to have to balance, but. When you're dealing with corporations and the the capture of the political system, I I not that I I approve of it, but I understand when these tech companies, uh, especially the social media ones, side with the government, local governments. 
But the infringement of this young girl's rights, I think, is above and beyond anything that I would say is fair game in the the realm of of them attempting their own self-preservation. Like, this is egregious. I mean, and and the worst part is, is that, you know, the sub- there was no there was no pushback there was no countersuit there was no they were so willing and able to 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 you know prosecute this girl based on something that you know i think that it's 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 still up in the air whether the state should have the right to prosecute that you know in my in my mind they don't and you know i think that the the fight to solidify that that right for women is is one that's ongoing. So for them to take a firm stance on something like that as a corporation, that's that's wild to me. You know, it, it, and it's very upsetting. And I, it's something that makes me not want to fuck with any of their subsidiaries at all. You know that that's that's one that I that that's a moral quandary that 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 I struggle with. You know what I mean? Because it, you know the ethical consumption that comes behind dealing with these companies is always going to be an ongoing thing. But when it comes to to something like that, that that's one of the places where you have to decide: well, is that a line? And if I don't draw the line there, then what's past that? You know, what personal rights do we do we you know consider important enough to fight on uh, a fight? You know, to uh, exert our ethical consumption over? You know, so. That that one I thought was a was a rough one, man. Like, yeah, go Facebook, not a good look, not a good look, and I don't think that's a good look for. I, I was it Indiana? Did did you see the state? I don't remember the I don't remember the the state that it came out in. Yeah, whatever local government that was, not a good look, not a good look at all. Um, in in other social media news, we have Twitter employee getting um arrested and accused of. Spying for Saudi Arabia. Using Twitter as a platform to snitch on Saudi Arabian dissidents. See, this is why I don't believe in political organizing on social media when it comes to political organizing in a revolutionary fashion. Because these companies aren't there to protect you. This is what I'm... Not that, not that I agree with Twitter doing this. I don't think they should do this. But do I understand why they did this? Absolutely. Absolutely. They understand that social media is a tool of, of, of repression, of state repression. You know, social media isn't—it's not that social media can't be used for all the regular mundane stuff that we, that we talk about. The fact of the matter is, is that once you allow state-sponsored entities and organizations to be represented in social media as people— there's no way that you can stop or abate their influence because of their ability to influence the, the, the companies that run the social media platforms. And so, yeah, you shouldn't expect free speech and political freedom on social media platforms. That would be nice, but because of the way that we've society, uh, structured society, you can't expect it. And so... When I hear that Saudi Arabia is 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 uh, paying Twitter employees that are uh, friendly to their cause to to rat out dissidents in their country, 
makes perfect sense. That's why you probably shouldn't. Because guess what? The people who work at Twitter will very likely be ideologically aligned with people who believe in the use of social media platforms for what they mainly are used for, state repression. You know, when we had an election, what was the what was the main impediment of people to be able to be informed about the election? Social media. You know what I mean? Like we have to start, you know, I'm not saying that these things are existential to social media. I'm saying we have to start understanding how social media exists in our environment now. You know what I mean? We could make it better, but we have to understand how it's working right now. And also it's important to remember that, you know, <clears throat> different people can use different things for different mm-hmm. different people can use the same thing for, for different, different means. means yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just because all you do on social media is XYZ mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's what governments are doing, I mean, right? Everybody's ends. gonna same means like different ends. Uh, yeah. And like everybody's going to people are going to do what is most beneficial for them. And if for a government using a easily access public uh, uh, social media platform mm-hmm. to gather information, yeah. they're going to do that. Especially when people are volunteering the information you that you cannot exactly. get from them otherwise. Exactly. Like people don't seem to understand. Especially because like, people are providing so much, op- all this lack of OPSEC, bro. People are talking, you know, you know, the whole lack of understanding of privacy in this country yep. and around the world is crazy. If there's information that your government that cannot directly extract from you, the likelihood is you probably shouldn't present it in public. Period. If your government has no, shouldn't have the right to, to extract personal information about you to make judgments about your ability to, to uh, interface with them, then you probably shouldn't voluntarily go in public and put those things. Those are things that we should just regulate to private life. And that's how the social, uh, the psychosocial interplay affects what privacy should and shouldn't be. Our opinions have nothing to do with what we should put into private. What should be private is the things that aren't acceptable for the, the, the public commons, the social, uh, the social atmospheres that we choose to put ourselves in. That's what dictates what should be private. And if, if, if our government is like, hey, that's important information, so important that we're going to restrict ourselves from being able to get it, you probably shouldn't volunteer it for them for free. That's all I'm saying. But nobody has an understanding of privacy in that, in that way. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. It's a very rare thing for people to develop their idea of privacy in that way. You know what I mean? That privacy is, is not about your insecurities. Privacy is about your security. Privacy is not about your insecurities. You know what I mean? Your insecurities, you should work on and get past. Those, aren't, those are transitory things. Your privacy should be about your security and keeping safe things for you that other people can abuse. That's what privacy is about. Yeah, unfortunately, most people have been <laughs> seduced by the false uh, uh, affirmation on the internet, so they'd gladly oh, issue yes, their privacy the false affirmation. for a little oh, bit of validation. The adulation of the yep. mindless masses. Yep. I need it. <laughs> I will do anything People for it. gladly forego their privacy for a little bit of that shit. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not with that shit at all, at all. I'm, and, I, and, and that's something I want to impart on Kendrick, man. Like, there's weapons I want to give Kendrick like, to, to be able to navigate society, but th- I don't want to give him the holdups that I have. Like, I was raised with certain uh, cultural holdups that kind of 
preclude me from from being successful in this social environment. I want to give Kendrick the the tools that I had that kept me safe in this environment without any of the holdups, man. Because let me tell you, understanding privacy is a tool that will just keep you safe. That's that you know what I mean. It is a major tool in the in the toolbox of becoming a mature person. You know, especially now that we live in this in age mm-hmm. where that's where the. That information is is worth its weight in gold nowadays. Yep. It's literally being traded. Yeah, for money. And sold. <laughs> yep. On the market. In large large quantities. Yep. And so yeah, moving on from that, uh, this one, boy, dude, I fucking can't. Uh, you, you remember we we're talking about like the abuse of social media platforms. So back in the day, Elon Musk went on Twitter and started talking about the hyperloop and all this stuff. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with the story you're talking about. And so he did all of that, and of course he made like he made the tunnel, and it's in Vegas, right? I think he has a tunnel where uh, the Tesla tunnel mm-hmm. um, that is a death trap, all that stuff. But um, he, you know, he he did all of these things, and it came out recently in an interview that he said that the Hyperloop announcement was actually just a ploy. For him to get the city, uh, the L.A. City uh, Council to cancel plans to build public transit near his house. Bro. Bro. The city of L.A., the fact that the city of L.A. is so much on this nigga's dick that that they're not going to sue him for that is crazy. Do you know how many... Thousands of LA, uh, Los Angeles, uh, Angelinos, is that what they call them? Los Angeles residents would have benefited from that? From a public transit line that goes straight from Santa Monica to, to that area? It's not just the people in LA. It would also help the entire world because it's reducing carbon emissions. Oh, and there yeah. are literally lakes in the world drying up right now. But, you know. And this is the man that people think is a champion of free speech when he uses the free speech platform to manipulate governments. You know, people are, I mean, you know, I try my best not to be misanthropic, but the amount of people who rally behind this guy, because his his army is hugely bots, but there are thousands and thousands and thousands of idiots who fucking adore this guy. They fucking they want, adore they want this guy. And, and that kind of aspirational poverty fucking blows my mind. Because it's... The sad part is, is that that's not even something worth aspiring to. Like he's he is, he's abjectly a cancer on the world. Now that we realize that he's actually impeding projects that could help Los Angeles, one of the biggest metropolitan areas, stop being such a fucking blight on this planet. Come on, come on. Like, I you know the how degenerate is the culture that. That that is what people look up to, you know, and, and and I'm glad that people around the world don't look up to Elon Musk. I think I think he then I think that's why he chooses to live in America. I think he chooses to live in America because this is the place that fucking will give him the mindless adulation he desires, you know. And 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 it's fucking it's sad. It's sad because the, he's empowered more than anyone to not be that. That's the part that blows my mind. Is like when you're Ironically, empowered, he's also imp- more empowered to be that. more than anyone to be that. Yeah, yeah you know, it's like the decision to just go that way. Very dangerous in the wrong hands. Yeah, 
And so, yeah, you know, his, his he's trying to cancel out on the Twitter deal now, which once again shows he was using it to, and, and, and I'm sure two years down the line we'll find out, he was using it to manipulate Tesla stocks. He used it to drop the stock so he can consolidate a bunch of shares, and then he cancels the deal with Twitter, Tesla stock returns to what it was going to be, and now guess what? He just bought a bunch of stock for cheap. Ah! It's like people... I don't know, man. I really don't know. It's like the 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 the, uh, the the ploys are so simple and they're so thinly veiled. The, the fact that people are fooled by it just blows my mind. You know, like. But then again, you're also constantly looking at true. that information, right? It would be very surprising if it did fool you. Most people that fuck with Elon Musk like that follow his Twitter Me. and believe yeah. everything that he says on it to be factual and never does any independent research, so quite naturally they would believe the bullshit that he says. And you're tr- you're right. It is true. I have to I have to balance the fact that in in my time now, I you know, I spend my days in and out taking care of my son and being able to spend time researching on every little piece of information to at least decide whether there is good information out there and I can look into this or, or not, you know, not everyone has the time to do that, you know? And, and, and so, yeah, I, that that's part of the, the, the goal of what we do here, you know, bring a little bit of that to, to the people's, but yeah, you know, I hope that, you know, <laughs> moving forward, people will start picking up a little bit, you know, as uh, his uh, machinations become uh, unveiled through the legal process that he's not really the, the the Tony Stark that everyone thinks he is. He's not Tony. He's nowhere near as charismatic as Tony Stark. Like we've seen a if you we've seen about as much of Elon Musk like indirect uh, 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 interaction with people as we've seen with Tony Stark on the silver screen, and that man is not nearly as fucking uh, charismatic from what we've seen. He, he definitely has a ways to go, to say the least. But yeah, man, Elon Musk don't need no karma. He's the richest man in the world. Any charisma? <laughs> that, that's part of the problem. Yeah. You feel, when you got enough money to literally solve any problem that ever steps in front of you, and you, you don't choose need, not to. You I don't mean, I guess that's a, to I guess be that's a charismatic, flex. smart, fucking clever. None of that shit. You just bully you, just freight train your way through everything with money. Yeah, I guess that's a. I guess that's a flex. It's a flex. Yo, I could fix all your problems, but I'm not. Ha! You know I mean? Take that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to cause some for you right yeah, now. Yeah, matter of fact, I'm going to make it even more precarious for your future. How about that? Shit is crazy. But yeah, moving on from that, we'll wrap up on this one, but um, it's been getting really crazy. Um, Israel has stepped up the, uh, the enacting of its apartheid state uh, with the, the residents of the Gaza Strip. To, I mean, I don't understand. At this point, they've they've pretty much instituted a military assault on a residential area. They have they have stolen massive amounts of property from these people, and the international community at large, um, when it comes to you know the NGOs and the actual politicians and the people who are des- uh, designated to organize resources against those kind of behaviors have abdicated. So I'm I'm worried that this is about this is the last step. I think the final shoe in this this is going to fall, and and it's scary because it looks like we're about to witness an ethnic cleansing in 2022, and this shit is 
really fucking out of hand. Like, what's going on in the Gaza Strip is the 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 level of brutality being brought against these people, and then the the framing of any kind of retaliation as aggression is it's scary. The international community is signaling to to Israel to wipe these people out. And there's nothing that we could do about it. And I really hope that that's not the world that we live in. I really, really hope not. You know, because it, it is, it's, I mean, it's dystopian to think that that is the level that we are getting to, coupled with the steps of social media and local governments persecuting individuals for their medical decisions coupled with the police state coupled with you know and 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 talking about all of this stuff you know th- this is a dangerous world man and i think th- that in so having such a robust entertainment inter- industry to distract people from it we we've put ourselves in a bad place where where we can so easily be distracted from that because it's not like it's just abroad. Israel is using a model of policing developed by America. This is there are people in America who would like to do what Israel is doing to people in the Gaza to black people in this country. We we need to really take this into account. What world we live in, and I'm and and I know that it, you know I I I do have white friends, and and I know it stresses them out when I when I call them out for allyship, but they don't fundamentally internalize what it is like to see a viable future where an apartheid state is instituted because the Democrats have shipped the responsibility of governorship to a pack of people who will gladly ingratiate these, these, these madding, these crazy fascist racist people just to win an election, just to, to get a couple more years of lobbyist dollars. They will sell the country to people who will very willingly enact the police state to ethnically cleanse certain areas of this society. That is, that's not an outlandish thing to say. And if the, the fact of the matter is, is that the general public in this country will not do anything to stop it. The average person in this country, I think, would do nothing if the government decided to in, enact ethnic cleansing policies against poor black people. I don't think that the average American would do anything. I do truly believe that they would sit back and say, well, as long as they're not in my neighborhood. And and that's not a comfortable future for people to live in. And you could say I'm being hyperbolic. People can say that that's a far ways off. But the idea that that's a future at all and that the fact of the matter is that there's groundwork on that exists right now that can make that future plausible is it's pretty disturbing you know and and i don't expect anyone to do anything directly about it but don't be delusional about it no be know what your part and parcel to you know what i mean because let me tell you what's going on in gaza is just 
It's a microcosm. It's a microcosm. We see it happen. These are never one-offs. These acts of brutality and these, these, these acts of, of genocide are never one-offs. They're always a blueprint. Hitler had a blueprint for what he did. It's called the Armenian Genocide. They, there's always a blueprint. America knew exactly how to handle the Native Americans. They did the same thing with the Aboriginals in Australia. England, England had, been, had been laying a blueprint for how to, to genocide Native populations for centuries. So, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't want to be alarmist, but I also want everyone, you know, stay awake. Stay aware. Don't, don't watch this country f- slide into white Christian nationalist fascism and, and, and then be surprised when you're the subject of it. Like, let's not, you know? And, and the worst part about it is, is that it's not just the racial minorities. It, it starts with them. But then you have little white girls in Indiana getting arrested for an abortion because they want her to be a baby factory. Because it's hard to get people to to want to live in a society that that's forcing people into more and more of these stress positions, it's hard. So they have to force you to do it now, and so it, it starts off with oppressing minorities, but it it goes all across the spectrum of 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 um existence. Because women aren't a minority, by the way, guys. They're half the population. It's not a minority. They actually live longer than us. Yeah, so it, it, it's a little bit odd that we treat women like a minority when they are our equals. You know what I mean? But don't worry. It, it, any kind of difference can be preyed upon when this is the kind of society you set up. You see what I'm saying? And so, yeah, dude, it, it's, it's distressing. It's some fucked up shit. You know, I, I show a lot of solidarity with the people in, in, in Gaza, and I make sure I do not support anything Israel made because I don't have anything wrong with the Israeli people. Jewish people are not the same thing as the government and fascist police that are enacting this this brutality on the Gazan people. You know what I'm saying? But what I won't do is pay into a, a, an export system that is then going to pay into a brutal uh, police state. I'm good. I, 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 I pay American taxes. I'm paying into a police state already. I can't. I can't be, you know, be spreading my money all around the world to fund other people's police states. You know what I mean? So we'll go ahead. We'll wrap up on that one, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, feel free to subscribe to us on Patreon.com or on Anchor.fm. You could also find us on the social medias for now on Twitter at Korea underscore T or at Home Heron and at Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.